I began, so I began the Mex the version that I did in Mexico in like, you have to do it in like basically a hospital. Right. Like you're on, they put you on a treadmill and put you on a heart monitor because like the people that it kills, it kills because their hearts can't take it. Uh, it's like too, yeah. it lengthens your QT time, which is a whole other other thing. But um, so what they do is they, uh, they take the bark of this shrub yeah. from Africa and they isolate a synthetic from it, which yeah. is just the most active compound. Right. And that's what they give to you. Whereas if you go to do it in Africa, they just scrape the bark off the tree and oh. they force feed it to you for like an hour Wow! until you're just like throwing up because you've had so much. Yeah. And instead of lasting 24 hours, it lasts like 48 to 50 hours. So it's more fire. And you're like in the jungle. You're like not in a hospital. You're like yeah. out there in it. That sounds just killer. See what happens. And I've seen videos where people are like fanning smoke into your face and like screaming at you and stuff. Whoa. Yeah. You didn't do that one. No, I didn't do that one. <laughs> yeah. do you, would, you, would you do that version? No, hell no. no. Not yeah. after doing If this is the like yeah. soft, yeah. soft yeah. version. Last, so it lasts 24 hours. Damn. Yeah. And then I couldn't walk for like three days. Wow. So like. Did you lose motor skill or? Yeah. It's called, um, it's called uh, ataxia. Oh. Which is kind of like. Everything just feels like you're on a roller coaster. So if you like lift your head at all, the whole room just like spins like five or six oh. times. And Did you cry? I don't know. Matthew Matthew Mellon would always mm. thought he like he was like I cried for a couple of days. Yeah, I could yeah. see that. So right after like you could walk again, they mm -hmm. had us go out of the hospital and into this like shamanic vibe with two people that had me smoke DMT out of like a crack pipe. Perfect. But it was like such. Wait, so you smoked DMT after this is done? Yeah, it's because they were saying like, and I was like, man, that seems like an awful lot of. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but it's so dark that a lot of people have like suicidal thoughts. So this is kind of to like kick you out back yeah. into like life is beautiful. No, Whoa. that's true. Which yeah. it really did. Whoa! Like, I only I fully, did it once, but I it, I had, it had that same effect yeah. on me. Yeah, I had like a I saw God type of a yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, was yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, and um, so yeah, it was it was <laughs> it was like a week and a half with two vets mm -hmm. uh, who were like, man, when, because all our, all our beds were in one room mm -hmm. and so when the shit was kicking and you'd hear somebody yell, yelling about something every yeah. so often and some of the stuff that I heard them yelling about was so dark. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's yeah. like, you've been in like literal war. Right, <laughs> like, right. Like real Christ. military war. Like a guy yeah. yelling like, did I die here, doctor? Did I die here? Yeah. Or did I die in Kandahar? You know, oh, my like, oh, wow. oh my God. Oh my God. And meanwhile, I'm like tripping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but is it, is it, is it, I mean, I've never done a psychedelic so I don't know how to ask mm -hmm. this, but do, how does it compare to other psychedelics or other trips? It's very like, um, so they say like that ayahuasca is like a gentle mother mm -hmm. and this is like a harsh father, harsh grandfather. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, so I it's love like really dark. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so dark. Um, it's like really a very challenging and it has like, it tends to have like a linear interface. So like I know one guy that I was with saw a giant start screen on a video game. Whoa. And kind of like had to push start. Mm. And then he was like going through levels. And then the levels were like different parts of his life or whatever. Wow. So it was like Damn. this multi layer thing. So it does take you through, like you're seeing your life. It's like a life review. Yeah. yeah. Wow. For me, it was like all just only the stuff that I've buried that I didn't know, mm -hmm. you know? And wow. like, the doctor said that, you know, a lot of women who do it find out like, oh, I was assaulted and I didn't know it when I was right. a little kid and now I know it like, wow, cool. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> like know? really repressed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it kind of has like a hypnosis effect. Is any of it yeah. like hallucinatory or like do people remember stuff that maybe didn't ha actually happen or? I don't, 
I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. I don't think so. I saw a few things that I guess you could call like metaphorical. Mm-hmm. You know, like at one point I was standing at a grave and there was like those little tickets of heroin that were like raining down from the sky. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah that's my, that's me in there. Oh, yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. It's like, that didn't happen, but I get, yeah, I get it right. it's yeah. telling me or whatever. Yeah. Um, Cause like on my, like the first time I tripped acid, I was like at my parents, like I saw myself at my parents' funeral, but it was like, it was like a future vision, Yeah. but it like made me connect with like that mortality. And I was like, well, I've never thought about this before. Yeah. That's powerful. I have a few friends who've been through that same exact yeah. like vision. Yeah. I think there's something like very primal about having to like deal with yeah. that, you know, it's a big one for me. I used to have this dream. Uh, that my father was climbing this insane mountain, this like really tall mountain, and it was like super dark, and there was a shadow on the face of the mountain, and I would wake up like crying from it, you know. Well, and when I was older, I was like, oh, that's it's like mortality, yeah. you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. a simple little metaphor or whatever. But you know, when you're a kid and you need yeah. something to visualize, yeah, 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 it's way too big for you. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, the I began. I mean. How long ago was this Ibogaine experience? It's like, so I've been sober five years. So it was like about six years ago. Congrats. Yes. Five Congrats. Years. Yeah. So it was during uh, Trump's inauguration. <laughs> Perfect. <Wow>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was fun. Um, but like how, so you're just full for 24 hours. You are fully out. Like you didn't you're see like the room around you. in a bed. You can, you can actually, so this is c- kind of strange. They uh, put the beds in a circle and then they have like a little projector that would project like a pink light in the middle of the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And the idea was like, just follow the pink light. If you, if you can't figure out if you've gotten back into reality yet, cause you can kind of open your eyes and find right. the world, but like knowing when your eyes are open or when like you're still inside and you think you've opened your eyes is sort of confusing. Yeah. So like finally you get there and you're like, Oh, there's a pink light. And I remember at one point it was like really heavy and I was just like, I'm just going to watch the pink light. I'm not going back in there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the doctor was like, if you can deal with it, like you should go deal with it. Like yeah. whatever it is, go deal wow. with it now. You know? Wow. Is he was like, this is there? a thousand hours of therapy right now. So yeah. like right. do it now. Right. Like, is the okay. doctor there the whole time? Yeah. And for, like, you know, like, like a day. Yeah. For like, they take shifts. There's oh like several God. shifts. This is so next level. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then like the last couple of days when you can't walk and stuff, they're like feeding you soup and like giving you orange juice and stuff, you know, to, so you'd recommend it. I, you know, it's something, <laughs> something that Dave Sherman's like, yeah, you know, be foolish and go do this thing again. And I'm like, okay, that's not the thing that made, it's not like yeah, a drug. Of course. You can't cure drug addiction with a drug, right? Like I've, that's like yeah. the most shortcut basic thing. Like everybody would do that. But it sounds great to an addict. <laughs> yeah, it sounds amazing. Yeah. But I do think like doing something drastic that can take you out of physical withdrawal for a period of time. Yeah if you can follow through with something else like mm-hmm. cog- cognitive behavioral therapy or yeah. a program or whatever, yeah. you know what I mean? A medical program, whatever it is, I think there is a, be- I would recommend it. Yeah. If you're, if you think you're a hopeless case and you think it's done mm-hmm. and nothing else has worked. Yeah. Right. Damn. But how, <laughs> so how did your mindset change after like, did you feel like your mindset changed? Yeah. I mean, I definitely understood <sighs> definitely understood how much I hated myself, mm-hmm. which is something that I never really thought. I remember walking like two weeks later and telling like one of my good friends, like, 
yeah, man, like I found out, like, I think I really hate myself. And he was like, oh, what a big surprise that the singer yeah. of Thursday fucking hates himself. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you know, everybody else in the world's known this forever. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it was extremely eye-opening. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was very helpful for me and very humbling. And it really, like, it helped me get into the program where I could yeah. just be like, yeah, this is, I hate everything you're telling me. It's yeah. so cliched and stupid, but like, what do I know? Mm. No, every year I get older, as much as resistance I, as I've had to the program, I was like, oh, they were right about that thing. That sounded so corny and cringe. <laughs> so cringe, so <laughs> or like horrible. I'm giving the advice that like I was like rolling my eyes at when I was like 18. I was like, fuck, I'm like saying this shit that the old guy told me that I thought he was stupid. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I have like sponsees or whatever, and I'll give them advice and I'll couch it in like I know it sounds corny and they'll be like no actually if you examine it it's really deep you know and I'll just be like, <laughs> yeah. so I'm the only one this stupid that thought all this <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah no I mean that I've noticed that just as I get older in general just like everything that I thought was cliched advice is is so, like the more cliched is the more true it is it, it really it really kind of like I, I find myself having these realizations. I think I'm like really smart for having some kind of like psychological breakthrough. And I'm like, Oh, right. this is kind of like the most basic, wisdom. basic <laughs> shit. That was, there was some like poster on the wall of my high school that had this as a quote. You know what I mean? But well, day, it actually day. feels really profound all of a sudden, like yeah. 10 years later, yeah. Ta taking things a day at a time, like day at a time, like that phrase in AA, I was always just like, shut the fuck yeah. up. Right. But I'm, it's like my main shit now. I'm like, yo, just right. stay yeah. in the day. I'm like saying that to me. I was like saying that to Petrus before, before yeah. I left, I was like, just stay in today. And I'm like, what am I talking about? I'm like, that's my main that wisdom was, now. That was literally but one that's of the, true. That's one of the, the day at a time thing is one of the things I'm talking about. It but is. Like, I was like, wow, I really just have to only focus on today. Like, this is crazy. I never thought of it like this. <laughs> Everyone's been saying that since like I can talk. I know. Yeah, it's, it's insane. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I guess the things are popular for reasons because they're the true things. Yeah, yeah. My best thinking got me here is the one that I hated the oh, most. Oh, that one sucks. I still hate that. <laughs> I still kind of hate it, right? Yeah. I still don't fuck with that. But I also get now that it's like, it's something like whenever I have like somebody that I'm working with and they're smart, I'm like, oh, it's going to be tough. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the smarter you are, the more excuses you can come up with. It's and it's, true. it's like hard. Like some things in life are harder the smarter you are. And so now I've come to realize like, that's not always like a positive being smart. It's, yeah. It's not. Yeah. No, the people who trick themselves into thinking that, the, oh, like, I'm like, I can use a little bit or something. Like, they're usually like pretty smart and like should yeah. know better than to try and do that. One of the things that I began was really interesting for was like on a very visceral level. I was like, wait, are there like a couple people in here with me? Like, are there like several? Yeah. And one of the things that like, because they give you a therapist that you have to talk to for six months after who, only deals with psychedelics. Yeah. And there was something like, you know, there are a couple different layers to your brain, like mm -hmm. literally, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? There's like the amygdala, there's a few, right. and they're not always in agreement with each other. So it's just like for the first time I could hear them talking to each other mm -hmm. and it made me realize that part of what makes getting sober so hard is there's like this shell game like this part of the brain says this to this part of the brain and this right. part of the brain is like, no, but if I do this, it'll be okay. You know, and, and they're all kind of like moving around each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then somewhere in the middle, there's the crack where you s slip through and get high. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. True. yeah. It's a weird. That's an interesting way to think of it, where it's like parts of the, your brain that are not in agreement 
are are making excuses for each other or something like that. Right. And yeah. Like lying to you, like literally just lying to each other. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then at the end, you're like, "This is baffling," or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah they're yeah, like yeah. all at dinner together, and one of them's like a sociopath, and one of them's like <laughs> yeah, a right. nice guy, like and the one pushover, of them's yeah, like yeah, yeah, super yeah. horny or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 They're all just they're all so horny. Break actually. bread. Yeah, I know that Chinatown meeting, man. <laughs> 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 Don't go. <laughs> Stay away from this neighborhood. <laughs> um, the meeting that we all went to was was nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go to that one still. That one was cool. Yeah. That was where we, I think, all met mm-hmm. for the first time. Actually, definitely. That yeah. was cool. So, is your? I I wish I knew more about the book and I had read it, but is it based a lot in autobiographical sobriety stuff, or is it just coming from that spiritual place? Or it's it's a novel, so like there it is characters. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's not like the main character is named Jeff. And it is from the point of view of like I, so it's like you're inhabiting the character, but it is a character spelled G E O F F. Yeah, yeah, it's like you know all the biographical details are the same. Like everything yeah, yeah. in my mm-hmm. life basically is the same. Um, but I I really like the idea of uh, of like identity as this uh, mutable thing that mm-hmm. sort of you can mess with in the title, you know, someone who is in me is, is a reference to that drug form thing, right. you know, mm-hmm. where everybody would talk about how to do drugs and yeah. they'd always say someone who is in me, but they'd be talking about themselves. Yeah. And so when I was thinking about the parts of the brain talking to each other and each of them pretending not to be who they are, right. um, I had this idea for like a archetypal character like Don Quixote, mm-hmm. where it's like the character sees himself one way and the rest of the world sees him a different way. Yeah. yeah. And the tension between those things is like part of what gives the plot momentum. Right. Mm-hmm. And um I thought like as an addict that would be a great thing for the character, but I had to remove myself from identifying too heavily with the main character. Yeah. Um and that made it like there were times when I'd be like the character, you know, and my partner would be like you like <laughs> right. you literally did that. That's not the character and I'd be like, "Yeah, but there is a difference." <laughs> yeah. You know? What is really good, Packers and Heads? This is a big episode. Jeff Rickley, The God Thursday, United Nations, so many more. Thursday, really, really important band for me. One of my all-timers. And this episode is what many a Packer and Head are calling one of the all-time greatest episodes of the Ion Pod. We really go to fucking as always in this one. What you just heard is just a little taste. So if you want to hear the full thing, and see the video, go to patreon.com slash the ion pack, and it's right there waiting for you. You already know. Patreon.